it was a couple years ago, uh, I think after this church called me to be their associate minister, that on my front step arrived a potted plant. It was a beautiful flower of some sort. I'm not exactly the most um, plant, planty, green thumby person. And it had this beautiful note. It was from the slightly senior sisterhood here at the church. And it said, don't worry, you don't need to keep this alive. We won't be checking on it. Now, some people might be uh, insulted to get a card like that, right? I mean, essentially someone's giving you a beautiful gift and saying, you're probably gonna kill this. But I think my reputation as some sort of plant serial killer, unintentional as it is, uh, had preceded me probably in some sermon or they had just guessed from my general affect. Don't worry, you don't need to keep it alive. I think traditions are a lot like that potted plant. I mean, they get passed down from one generation to the next. We give each other these rituals, these practices, these touchstones that help us connect in with what is most important in life. And sometimes we're good at keeping them alive, making sure to water them, returning to them regularly, practicing what was done in the generation and the generation and the generation before us. And other times, we're not so good at tradition. We're not so good at keeping that same thing alive. When I return to the story of flower communion like we do every year, what always strikes me is how Chapek was able to do both. He was able to both hold to a tradition that was meaningful, some sort of communion type experience, but he also let go of part of it. I mean, part of that communion experience died in that church because he wanted it to be an experience that could be fully embraced by his full congregation. Thinking about the year we've had, we have truly been transplanted from normal transplanted from our regular lives, transplanted from the rituals and the practices um, that define our days. And so as we return to flower communion or the flower celebration, as Chipek liked to say, I'm returning to the core of its beauty. I mean, last year we delivered flowers to each other at their doorsteps, not thinking that being outside was probably safe enough in large numbers. This year, we gifted each other plants. All of this uh, spin a remix of the traditional bread communion that is found in so many of our Christian siblings' faiths. And yet, as I return to the story of flower communion, what I'm returning to is the fragility of life itself the way those flowers that were given sometimes wither and die quickly, or maybe in the, turn, uh, in the case of these plants will live on, hopefully, trying to keep this one alive, it smells really good. But also about how the fact that we give truth to each other and that there's a tenderness that we must treat it with. I think that's why I love this tradition that we started these past few years of reinterpreting the old. There's something about it that gives new life to the tradition because it's 
contextual. It's for now. It's playful, but also purposeful. Playful and also purposeful. I mean, like that original flower communion, it's a purposeful ritual of giving, of celebrating, of showing up at each other's houses or coming to the church and not only sharing, but also planting. But it's also playful because it challenges us to step into our imaginations, to see how the deepest of truths can be transplanted into another time with different rituals and different symbols and different practices and yet hold true to that experience, that eternal experience. When I think about planting playfulness and what it means to be a playful person, the image that always comes to mind for me is a kind of a hand holding something gently, holding something loosely, not trying to control it and know it completely or do it the same way again, but holding it loosely, allowing the moment to seize and reinvent it for this time and place somehow finding the eternal in the ethereal. And I think that call is what we are called to in this moment. I mean, what are you called to hold on to now? I mean, the rules of games we play often change and that's actually beautiful. It challenges us, it allows us not to get stuck. But there's something eternal in play just like there's something eternal in this celebration. And so as we return, we enter this season in which we are somewhat returning to normal, in which we could go back to the practices, the symbols, the ways of being that we had before, the question that I think Flower Communion raises for me this year is how can you hold on to what is most important for you while letting go of all of what isn't? How can we let go of all that is just the trappings rather than the core of what is most meaningful for us, for each other, and for our world together? Amen and blessed be.